What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to Panel to Screen. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? You know, I'm 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 marvelous. <laughs> oh no, that is appropriate, my friends, because we are talking about Captain Marvel of two Earths, if you will. Which <laughs> very, I will. It's a very, very different kind of episode uh this this week. Uh you know, we we um you know we didn't have one last week and uh, you know, funny enough, we Bell and I have reviewed both of these movies before, and one of the episodes was lost, and the other one, actually, I'm not entirely sure that we did review the other one. So it, we, we just decided, you know what, Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel don't they belong in a review episode together? Especially this late in the game, where either you've seen them or you haven't. You know. <laughs> well, you know what? what? I- if you haven't, hopefully, after watching these reviews, you either will or won't. And well, so, yeah. <laughs> That's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, the thing is, too, that like it's better to review these films now because of the world that we live in today, because a lot has been revealed, especially in the Marvel side of Captain Marvel uh, to kind of, you know, maybe unpack a little bit. And there's a lot to discuss with some of the more uh, broader announcements around the DC film strategy of the future that we can kind of get into. So in many respects, we're using both of these Captain Marvels as a jumping off point to talk about a lot of other things while also giving a review of the film it it, it's going to be a weird episode i'm just going to go ahead and say it's going to be a weird episode but thank you for sticking with us as we get weird with you yeah (laughs) as we get jiggy with it it's gonna be great it's gonna be wonderful all right uh of course one thing is for sure and that is there are going to be spoilers so spoilers 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 here there be spoilers and ye been warmed. Okay, as you saw and as we are kind of alluding to here, we're talking about 2019's Shazam as well as 2019's Captain Marvel. So the spoilers are for those movies, but I should mention too before we get into it, there will be spoilers, especially once we talk about Captain Marvel for Spider-Man Far From Home. 
And it's apropos, Bell, that we are talking about this right now with the news that just came out not 24 hours ago uh, related to that character. It'll all make sense when we get there. Uh, but it's man, all connected. This is a, it is. Or is it? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. All right. All right. All right. So let's let's man. It's a DC podcast. Let's talk. Start off with our DC version of Captain Marvel, known to modern audiences as Shazam. Can I say right now that I have the 4K version of Shazam in my Amazon shopping cart right now? Because no I, I'm I. Yeah, I. I love this movie and I can't wait to buy it and watch it on my TV at home because I finally set up my media room and it's amazing. Oh, snap. Oh, is this going to be like, is it the maiden voyage? Like, is this going to be the first movie that you watch in the new media room? No, actually, oddly enough, the first movie that uh, me and Christy watched in the new media room was Captain Marvel. Because <laughs> <laughs> Shazam right, wasn't out yet and we wanted to, we wanted to watch it. And so they had Captain Marvel on, uh, you know, 4K uh, UHD. And so we bought that. And uh, yeah, so so it's it's it all it's all connected, as I said earlier. Or is it? All right. So then DC's uh, DC's Shazam. Let's talk about the character. Bell, what was your first introduction to the character outside of seeing this movie? Like, where where did you first become aware of Shazam and or Captain Marvel? DC's Uh, Captain Marvel. Like I, I had known just, you know, through the, the, the geekosphere or whatever, you know, Captain Marvel and just, uh, basically the whole like, you know, Marvel, Captain Marvel, DC, Captain Marvel, like that whole Marvel, you know, all, all that kind of stuff, you know, just it's kind of those things. It's like in the geek lexicon, I feel. Um, yeah. But uh, I also got a, uh, a, a run in with a character when I played Heroclix because uh, one of my favorite Heroclix models is uh, is Captain Marvel. Oh, interesting. Okay. And yeah, and, and so um he had like like hyper speed, super strength, like all the stuff. He was a, a great figure. Um Yeah. I mean, that's the great thing about the character is, you know, he he's essentially kind of that Superman character in that he's got all of these different abilities. He's insanely strong, but because of, you know, you know, hashtag it's magic, like he's able to even defeat Superman. There's a there's a level to Captain Marvel that goes beyond what kind of the big powerhouses of the DC universe are, are normally, you know, accustomed to. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's hashtag it's magic. You know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right. So so all right, that was your first introduction. Hero clicks seems to be like a big benefit to you and and we've seen that in the flash as well. But for me, man, Captain Marvel really first showed up on my radar. And yes, we are still talking about Shazam in the graphic novel that really got me back into comics or at least got me into comics in like a, a deep way. And that is Kingdom Come. Yeah, I was going to I was going to mention that, but I figured you probably would. So I'd let you <laughs> I go appreciate ahead with that. that. <laughs> no, man. And remember, it was in high school. We uh, I, we had a, uh, a teacher in high school who was like a big comic book guy. We actually had two teachers that were like, shout out Coach Yance. Yeah, Coach Yance and also uh, um, Coach, uh, not Coach, Mr. Hughes. Mr. Hughes. Yeah. So Hughes and Yance, they were the, they were like our professors that were like the super, super nerds. And uh, Yance in particular had like a whole uh, bookshelf in his classroom filled with graphic novels. Which he and, encouraged uh, students to come in and read, which I thought was really cool. Oh, absolutely. He was, and many, in many respects, perhaps this podcast would not exist without uh, his, <laughs> his direction there. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so shout out to them. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing, man. In fact, as part of that like borrow system, uh, Kingdom Come, I would just looked gorgeous. The art was incredible. Uh, it was, of course, Alex Ross who took a very kind of um, 
kind of grandiose, but also very realistic approach to the way that he created the the hero look. Uh, it was an apocalyptic story that that did not talk down to the reader. And in fact, you were just hit with so much visual storytelling that they don't even take the time to explain that that really encourages you to dive deeper into who this is and what is that and who could this be and whose parents are this character and, and that sort of thing. But without giving away the big, you know, twist of kingdom come this novel that's been out for 30 years or however long, <laughs> uh, th- there's a big climactic battle at the end between Superman and Captain Marvel called then Captain Marvel and known to readers as Captain Marvel. I'm going to keep saying this, because I'm not a huge fan of the rebrand of Shazam. I get it, but I'm not a huge fan of it because to me, he'll always be Captain Marvel. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you on there. It, it's one of those things that's, you know, it's it's a shame, honestly, is, is what I feel it is. It's And I think it's disingenuous, uh, you know, for like some executives say, well, audiences are going to get confused if there's a Marvel Captain Marvel and a DC Captain Marvel. It's, it's like, come well, on. Well, it's not just that. There's legal. I know. know. And then, I mean, yeah, it's a very storied history with Captain Marvel. Definitely. Definitely. But here's the thing. So in that in that novel, the big climactic showdown is between these two characters. And of course, you know, Superman is one of the most recognizable heroes and, and fictional characters of our day. Uh, and so it's one of those things that back then picking up the book, I know, of course, knew who Superman was. But they when they built up to this big climax and it was him versus Captain Marvel, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, this is like somebody I've never heard of, but he's going toe to toe with Superman. And, you know, they make mention of the fact that, you know, he's Billy Batson and, you know, everybody was scared of this guy because they thought he was Captain Marvel. But it turned out he was just Billy Batson. But then he turned into Captain Marvel and uh, and I was completely lost, but also enthralled. And so it, it kind of forced me into learning more about the character. And it's a fascinating character because the idea that this is actually, you know, while you see him as this big, you know, uh, you know, uh, fully grown, super powerful superhero with this extremely positive, upbeat look on life. In fact, he's actually just a kid who through, uh, you know, calling down the magical world, saying the name of the wizard, he's able to gain the powers of this uh, massive superhero. And we've seen that story play out in grand effect in a lot of different, you know, great comic book stories such as Kingdom Come. But also the character really uh, used in fascinating ways, like on Justice League Unlimited, where we actually got a version of that Kingdom Come battle between Superman and Captain Marvel, uh, where, uh, you know, I I think that one of the greatest displays of the character in modern history is uh, actually on Young Justice and the way that they've used his power. And uh, you had this Justice League level hero that always wanted to hang out with the the teenage heroes, right? Yeah. The teenage heroes to him were the older kids that he wanted to be with, even though they had no idea. They just thought this Justice League member was trying to like, uh, you know, constantly supervise them. <laughs> like like to, to them, it was like, you know, the 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 college kid that like hangs out with junior not high even schoolers. that it was like your mom's friend you know what i mean like oh or, or your uncle uncle like uncle steve's here again like uncle you steve's know? hanging out with like 15 year olds but like in actuality it was like you know a 12 a year old hanging out with like 15 16 year olds you know <laughs> exactly exactly and it all comes to a head in a great episode where you know mag- all these magic users have split up reality and created a reality where there's only adults and only kids and Captain Marvel and Billy Batson, or I should say Shazam and Billy Batson, although they actually do call him Captain Marvel and Young Justice. Shout out to Young Justice. Yeah. Uh, he's able to go back and forth for that reason. And so, um, yeah, so great, great display. And I would say, honestly, that really takes the cake. The Young Justice take on the character probably takes the cake for me. However, in close second is this, I mean, extremely fun, 
out of nowhere hit of Shazam 2019. Now, Bell, you've already kind of tipped the, you know, tipped the bean can here. You've already talked about how much you enjoyed it. What was it about this movie? Why did this movie like capture you, you know, uh, so, so much early on here? Because it's the first DC comic book movie that's been a comic book movie. <laughs> it was mm. it was fun. It was like lighthearted, but at the same time had a lot of heart. You know, like it, it was it was uh, it was just very well constructed. It was uh, exciting and uh, scary at parts. And mm. uh, but but, you know, overall, it, it knew what it was. It knew that it was a comic book movie and it kept that to its core. And so it was, it was fun, but there were, there were serious moments in it. There were uh, heartfelt moments in it. There were scary moments in it. Like, but, but like overall it knew what it was and it kept that at, at its core. And that's why I just fell in love with this movie. And, and, and Zachary Levi was just wonderful in it. And, um, Oh, I can't remember his name. The guy who plays uh, Billy, uh, he was really, really good. And like his, oh, his, yeah. si- his siblings, they were all just wonderful. They all worked together. His foster parents, not Ben Kingsley. Um, Are you talking about the uh, the villain? Villain, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 not Black Adam. The not Black Adam, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah like you know, and, and and he he was convincing. The, the Rock wants to see that this is a pos- that this is a, uh, a successful franchise before he gets fully on board. Exactly. So we get the other guy. Yeah. Well, substitute I, teacher. I, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't. Maybe the Rock. Maybe the Rock would be a good Black Adam. Maybe. But uh, but yeah, like I, I really liked. Uh, Wait, have you backed off on this? Because you were like hardcore for a Rock Black Adam for like the longest time. Yeah, I know. And then like you know. Hobbs versus Shaw and Skyscraper and all these other horrible. Well, he's in everything. He's in the giant, <laughs> you know, white gorilla movie. And, you know, somehow he took over the Fast and the Furious franchises in Jumanji, which apparently is pretty good, but I've never seen it. Did you see Hobbs and Shaw? I, I didn't, but I heard it was a train wreck, which is funny because I still want to really? see it. I still yeah. want to see it. I, I've heard it is just awful. And I've heard just the opposite that everybody's saying like we we this is the dumb like action flick that we need right that, now. That's what I'm talking about. Like that, it, that it's just super dumb and bad, like in the, it, so bad that it's good. That's what I'm trying to say. OK, interesting. Yeah, but I, I still I still want to see it, even though uh, that's the case. But anyway, um, um, bad guy in this movie, you know, ha- had really interesting, great motivations like, you know, uh, it, uh, 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 Lionel Luther was in there. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. As his dad, always playing the villain's dad, always playing the villain's dad. And, uh, you know, I, I just yeah, it, it just worked on so many levels for me. And I was so happy that DC because I, I mean, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman was good. I liked Wonder Woman. I feel like this movie really encapsulated what it means to be a DC comic book movie. Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed Wonder Woman. I thought it was good. But like, this is how all DC comic book movies should be in the future. You're not wrong. This was a, this was a blast. And all the kids did fantastic, which is not something that you often see, uh, you know, in, in a lot of movies. And I mean, this was a kid's movie. I think I can say that. Um, it wasn't just a kid's movie, but I mean, like, you can take your kids to this. There's a lot of heavy themes. And there's some scary monsters, but the monsters aren't that scary. No, no, they're they're not. But like that 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 office boardroom scene, come on, like that was. They kind of cut away to it though. You don't actually see anything. It's still go down. intense. It's still intense. It is intense. It is. It, I'm. You know, the 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 thing that really got me, man, that that I think was probably the most intense, which was also one of the most heartfelt moments, is Billy's story and yeah. the story with his mom. 
And that was soul crushing, man. Oh yeah, that was like oh, and but in a, in a never see that soul when, crushing in a good way. I mean, like you know, it, it really humanized the character. Yeah. and like when do you see that kind of story portrayed in a film like that? that you, like you said, that's extremely heavy. You, <laughs> there's never been an orphan story in a movie where the parent straight up abandoned the kid, abandoned the kid. Like yeah, and it, like didn't even like didn't even did care. not like, care. Oh, gross. But I mean, like it really does kind of speak to this narrative of, you know, the, the fan, the, like not just the family that you choose, but the family that chooses you. Right. Yeah. And what I, another factor that I love this, there's a lot of heart in this movie, as you've mentioned, and a lot of great positive messages. And another one is, you know, you got this kid, he gains all of this power. Like power is a big theme in this movie, right? Like he's, he's given it. And, you know, you have this kid who's, who's d- disabled and, you know, he wants so badly to be a hero. And then you've got this other, uh, you know, character of, you know, this, this villain who's doing anything and everything he can to get the power. And then you get to Billy and Billy, like when it comes time to fight and use it, he's like, no man, like I want to share this power. Like I want to like disperse this, right? Like I, like I want my, the rest of my family to know what it's like to be a hero. And so, and you know, I remember early on seeing the Shazam kids and thinking like, oh, are they setting up? Like, is this going to be the, you know, the, the tag at the end of the movie? That is blew that me kids? away. Like I was, I, my jaw dropped, yeah. man. I could not believe that. Bravo for keeping that one under the rug. Mm-hmm. Be- mm-hmm. Like that was one of the best things. And it did feel like a Power Rangers type moment, right? Because for one thing, the logo is very Power Rangers. Let's, let's just the, be honest. The Power Rangers movie? Yeah. Well, I mean like, well, just in Power Rangers in, in general, not the new. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Because you got the lightning bolt and you got the multiple colors and everything else. And it's just, it, it there is a... I don't, I'm not saying that to be derogatory. I mean that in all the best possible ways where power Rangers is awesome. This movie got right in a big way. Yeah. Uh, and so like, yeah, fantastic. And like you say, there's a lot of heart, um, great character. The sets were, were, you know, the, 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 uh, the rock throne. I, I, you know, I don't even know the lore enough to know what that realm was. Um, I know that I fought in it in injustice gods amongst us. Cause that's one of the boards. <laughs> yeah. But like, but that whole, that whole space, that whole area, you know, was very grandiose and over the top and just absolutely comic booky in every great way. Um, and you know, this could have been the jump off point. Perhaps this should have been the jump off point to what the DC universe is and, or could be. I was going to say that. And, and I know I'm going to get, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I would be extremely happy if Shazam was a soft reboot of the entire DCEU. Can they do that and still maintain Aquaman? I, I don't I don't like you know they can have Jace Momoa and they can have uh uh and they can have Gal Gadot uh and they can do all that kind of stuff. I just want their next movies to only be like somewhat connect like 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 Okay, okay. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah, let me ask you this. Let's let's do this. Like I like what you're suggesting here cuz I think you're right. You don't even need like the background characters for the other movies for it to make sense. Everybody knows who Batman is. Everybody knows who Superman is, which by the way, great. Oh yeah. <laughs> great little thing. At the like end and th- that was super cool when it's like, okay, that's why the, that's why that's why it's super hardcore think this should have been the starting off point is cuz everybody knows who Batman is. Everybody knows who Superman is. So he shows in the Batarang, he shows in the bullet, you know, all this kind of stuff that sets up this universe with these other characters. Just just like oh, yeah. Iron heroes Man. exist. Yeah, like 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 yeah. you know Iron Man was like a, a relatively obscure character kind of like Shazam is. And and, and you'd establish this character in this universe with these other characters. You don't have to start with a Man of Steel. You don't have to start with a Batman movie. You 
everyone knows all that stuff. So just introduce. Well, and, and it allows you to build yes. to those bigger characters. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like it, there, there's, there's no ramp up when you start with Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. You know, it, it, it's like, yeah, that was the title of it, right? Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, it was a whole. That's thing. right. Okay. Okay. V. Batman V Superman. Sorry. But yeah, like, like they tried to be different and they screwed up and they should have so, started with Shazam. So here's what I would suggest doing, because I mean, at this point, there's there's a bunch of, you know, DC's, you know, I think they're they, they just kind of started lying down and taking it after a while, like just taking every single punch to the face and being like, you know what, I'm, I, I, we've tapped out, but we're not we're not off the we're not off the board here. Yet. Yeah, it's kind of like Homer because, Simpson, you know, he just lets the uh, other person punch him until they're tired. Yeah, right. And so maybe they're waiting for like hoping that phase four will just, you know, they, they got that Marvel's got nothing after Thanos. I, I don't know. But we do know a couple of things. We know that there has been a Flash movie out in development hell for forever. Uh, we know that there is a Joker film that is in the works that is definitely going to come it's out. Completely we also unrelated know- to anything else completely unrelated to anything else other than it's the Joker. We know that there is a Batman, another Batman film with uh, another actor portraying Batman in the works. Although that is still Battinson, you know, Robert Battinson. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes from it. And maybe that'll be connected to the new Joker film, or maybe it'll be connected to this, or maybe it won't be connected at all. And it'll be, you know, back to the multiverses as it has been. Uh, and then we've also got an Aquaman two film that has been in development that is no longer, moving forward because Momoa got arrested or a rock fell on him or, or I, oh I no no he was uh he was protesting a uh sacred site in Hawaii where they want to build a uh, telescope um yeah. and so uh but like didn't something happen during that like he got injured oh I don't know I, I didn't hear about that so I I mean I, it's it's I've heard different angles on the story but essentially yes it's all it's all kind of tied up to um uh Momoa is is kind of prote- protesting this um this development in Hawaii. Uh, but anyway, so all that to say, Aquaman two is kind of on pause. And then also there's the wonder woman film, uh, wonder woman, 1988 or whatever it is. Yeah. So we've got kind of these, these kind of like strings out there. These kind of, um, you know, loose threads of the current universe. But bell, I think you might be onto something. Maybe use these loose thread films like the Aquaman film and the Wonder Woman film to kind of tie a nice little bow on what was the Snyderverse and then use this movie, this Captain Marvel movie, I'm sorry, the Shazam movie as the the leap off of a new universe. Oh, I, and I would actually say, go ahead and recast everybody, but don't give them their own solo films. Like we can get another Aquaman that's very different from Momoa's Aquaman that fits more in the universe of this Shazam. We can get another Wonder Woman that's very different than Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman that fits in the universe of this uh of this uh Shazam. And the other thing too, Bell, is you know, that that way there's a nice kind of closure to what came before and the super fans of the Snyderverse, and also and the ability for DC to really kind of take a a more positive, more fun approach to their universe. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to hate on the Snyderverse. I know there are fans out there and I know they're listening right now. Like it's great. The DC universe can be dark. I'm not saying that it can't, but it needs to be more fun than dark. And for many people, even the, the, the naysayers or, you know, even the, um, the apologists have to admit for many people, the universe has not been that fun up until Captain Marvel. And so I, I want, I'm, 
Yeah. Sorry, guys. This is why I combined the two, by the yeah. way, because <laughs> it was gonna it was gonna be impossible to call him Shazam every single time. Because in my mind, he's always been Captain Marvel. Yeah, you know, it, I you know I agree. Like, I, I I would be cool with that. Like, I, I think if they if they want to tie a bow on the Snyderverse, that's great. Um, they're they're never yeah. gonna release a Snyder cut. Um, I think that DC comics and, and, and comic book movies can be dark, but it only works for certain characters. Uh, it doesn't work for Superman. It well, it works for certain stories. Like, sure. You can have there have been very dark moments for Captain Marvel. I mean, for Shazam, like, I mean, Injustice got amongst us uh, Injustice two, rather, if I'm not mistaken, um, the evil Superman like executes Billy. Yeah. Like a child, they they kill him on screen. I mean, while he's in his Captain Marvel form, but still. Sure, sure. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm not saying there aren't dark stories, but like what I'm saying is, is like in in a collective universe where you have somebody like the Flash and somebody like Batman, um, you can't go the dark route because it just does not work. In in like a, a universe building kind of concept, if you want to do dark stories, it hasn't worked in the way they've. It done. hasn't. It hasn't. Now, yeah, yeah like like like. I don't know if you want to do like a dark flash storyline with like, you know, some kind of dark Batman storyline and, and like, you know, red sun Superman make them standalone movies. Like do that kind of, I, I think that would be freaking awesome to see these darker storylines as standalone, non-connected movies. Like that would be, that would be like mm. call, call them DC one shots. I mean, they're doing that in the animated films. They just had the, you know, the hush Batman hush and they've, they've done some else. DC animated type of stories is on par it's fantastic they, they know exactly yeah. what they are doing and they're doing a great job with it and so and dude that's what we need to do next summer is just do it like the entire like what was it i think flashpoint from flashpoint on all of their animated movies have been connected oh yeah and so let's do that yeah That'd i be think great. so it's see, that's the thing it's like you know people say oh you hate on dc it's like no, no no i hate on the dc cinematic universe and and, it, and it's justified i feel um but like i don't even call it that anymore it's the snyderverse it's, and yeah, the thing the is, murderverse and that <laughs> well, about that. point is that it's it's the snyder inspired uh movie universe so it's the snyderverse i think that there can be a D- new dc universe a new dc movie universe uh and i think shazam would make a great great yes. start off point for it so all right real quick man let's wrap it up because we got another captain marvel we'll talk about here uh out of out of five what do you give this um so what am i comparing it to like the rest of the of the dc uh eu I'm telling out of five, what are you giving this man? Man, like I really enjoyed this. I'm a 4.5. Like it was, I had a great time. Wow. Okay. No, yeah, that's great. Um, I'm gonna give it a really solid four. I don't know why I'm not giving it a five. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, like, I don't know. It feels like, uh, hmm. I mean, if we're comparing it to everything that came out before it, it, it it's a, it's a seven, oh, you know, on, on a five yeah, point scale. I mean, like, yeah. Sure, but no, I'm, I mean, I'm comparing it to Endgame as well. You know what I mean? Like, I'm comparing it to to everything. Okay, yeah, so comparing it to everything, like, yeah, I, I would say... Uh, I think four, no, four. stick with your 4.5. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I'm definitely giving it a solid four. It's it's a good movie. It did it did surprise me. I, I was not expecting much going in, and I really, really very much enjoyed it. I think the only reason... I know I'm not giving it a five. I'm, I don't know that I'm really... Like, it... The audience skews younger, which is not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing at all. Um, however, the villain, I couldn't really get behind, uh, you know, in general, even the the tagline with the worm at the end. I'm like, ah, okay, I guess like the stakes could be more enjoyable from a villain standpoint. So 
Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I, I really enjoyed that villain. Like his motivations were pretty clear cut, and like I understood it where he was coming from. And yeah, I mean, I, it, for me, it just drug a little. Like it, it kind of started to drag a little bit, and I don't know why. It just doesn't have the energy. I don't know. I don't even want to criticize it. Point is that it's not yet. It's not a full five, but it is a solid four. Four point. Very much enjoy it. All right, so uh, that's that Captain Marvel. Let's talk about the other Captain Marvel from Marvel. This is a very marvelous podcast right here. <laughs> 2019's Captain Marvel. So, Captain Marvel, she's a hero. I'm really glad that we're talking about this now, because this was one of those ones that we did record. However, when we reviewed the movie, my feelings about the movie were different than they are now. Oh, is that so? Yes. Because I recall you were not very happy with this film. Well, if I'm being totally honest, it's not like I love this film now. But yes, I was more negative on the movie as a whole because of the way I felt like some of the storylines were handled because of the way, uh, you know. All right. Well, here's the deal. We're now living in a post endgame slash post Spider-Man Far From Home world, which helps provide a lot more context, especially in the Spider-Man uh, 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 area as to what Marvel is doing with this character. And that was something that really kind of bummed me out. We were coming off of infinity war. You know, we get captain Marvel and we take like the step all the way back to like, <laughs> to like before most of the movies and we get weird CGI, Nick Fury who sure looks great, but moves like an old man because that was the funniest is. part to me is that, yeah, like he, he, the, the CGI, like the, the, the de-aging didn't bother me, but like the way that he ran, he ran like a, you know, 70 year old because he's, he's old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool to see the de-aging technology and everything else. And obviously Marvel's done it better than most. It was so good to um, see Colson alive. So nice to see Colson alive and with hair. Yeah. Uh, nice. You know, so th- there's a lot of like, like, oh, cool. Or, ah, uh, huh. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of those little things that are in here. But the character of Captain Marvel is all over the place. Like Carol Danvers. And I get by design with the story. She doesn't really know herself. And so she's lost. And so we as an audience are lost. And so whether or not you enjoy being lost for an entire film probably dictates how you enjoyed this movie. Because like for me, it just was so frustrating because by the end of it, I didn't feel like we really knew who she was still because we never got a chance to spend time with her. (laughs) We just spent a lot of time with her wrestling with memories of who she is and not really kind of figuring out like, well, okay, what, what really makes her tick? Like why, what's motivating her? Like who, who is this person? (laughs) Yeah. Um, The way they handled, uh, they asked the question, but they never answered it. That's the thing that, that really drives me crazy about this movie is because it really, I, I just, by the end of it, I don't know who she is. And I'm hoping my, my, my hope is that we will see that in the subsequent film. Now that we don't have this, you know, lost in translation or whatever storyline that we, you know, it was, it was a, it's a messed up origin movie. They they could have streamlined this origin movie way way better, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it, so so the issues that I had with 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 uh, I, I feel like you get to know portions about who Carol Danvers is, but it's not a lot. It's it's they they give you these like little uh, you know vignette montages of her like falling down or being uh, uh, talked down to and things like that, and then you know th- like those are the things that they give you at the beginning. Uh, all these different instances of her falling down and her, uh, you know, 
uh, being condescended to or all these different things. And then at the end, they finish those vignettes with her getting back up and her doing the thing and her, you know, uh, not putting up with the yeah. person. Yeah, and, and, and Which so, would have been an awesome moment, but in my book for my money, they didn't earn that moment. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I, I agree that like they, they, it was, I don't know if it was because of the marketing and how they wanted to like portray, like this was their first chance to do uh, a, a, a female led superhero. And I think they let that kind of get in the way of telling her story. Um, and maybe, I mean, like, so the goal then would be to make her as kind of universally appealing kind of like, so that, you know, uh, especially like, you know, female audiences can kind of attach and relate to like, Oh, I know, I, I know this, I've been in this situation. And so you kind of are able to kind of project and, and connect from that standpoint. I mean, maybe it just, it just without fleshing out the story to be like, well, you know, like, it's like, we don't know anything about any of these people. We don't, we know nothing about any of these characters, even, even with like Colson, like Colson, like, okay, he's there, which is fine. Like, we don't necessarily need a Colson story, but like, I feel like I know as much about that version of Colson as I do about this version of Carol. Well, but the, the, I don't know. Like the, the thing with Colson is, is the one thing, the, 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 the most important character moment for Colson in that film is when he doesn't uh, uh, report them to shield. Right. Like that, that right, that's where he right. shows his true colors. That's where he says, okay, you know, that's that's his character defining moment is it hope this, this pays off in my career later which which it does <laughs> which and it does yeah and, and so with with carol danvers like i i, I did enjoy this movie i did like it they're, they're the you know unreliable narrator kind of like you know uh, uh amnesia sort of storyline really makes yeah. it hard for an origin story it really does and so i felt like that kind of stuff uh it, when they sort of you know talk about her and uh motivations as who she are as a person those kinds of things we sort of get through the these training sequences with with jude law and it's like you know she she's headstrong she's determined like she's you know those kinds of things and then and, then, and that's that's kind of what they kind of drill into you right but like it's 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 really all in those kind of situations there's there's never like a moment where we kind of like just sit down and see who like what makes her tick i guess yeah I don't know. I, I just want to say, like, I, I, I get the feeling of, of who Carol Danvers is, but it was very disjointed and all over the place in the movie. Okay. Well, here's the thing, man. That bothers me, but it's not the main issue that I took with this movie. But, although I will say it is the reason why this kind of falls into kind of Ant-Man for me. Like, oh, Ant-Man's so good. Of- you, you're, you're a bad person. Look, a lot of people think this is good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is every Marvel movie is somebody's favorite movie. Every Marvel movie is somebody's favorite movie. And so, like, people are going to like Ant-Man. Some people are not going to like Matt. People like Captain Marvel. Some people. But what I'm saying when (laughs) I'm putting it in the same category, because I'm probably not going to go back and watch Captain Marvel in the same way that I'm probably never going to go back and watch Ant-Man. I've seen both movies once in theaters, and I probably won't rewatch them again, except when I'm doing, you know, a big rewatch through with with the kids. And speaking of the kids, I mean, my daughter saw Captain Marvel in theaters and she loved it. Like she is a hundred percent, like, you know, big time Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was actually her first introduction into the MCU and, uh, and got her excited about everything. Um, and so, but she's all, it is always interesting because she, she's weirded out because Nick Fury looks so much older now. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so question, does she want to be a fighter pilot now? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, there, there's a, there's a, it was a, it's a bizarre like marketing kind of thing with the U.S. Uh, USAF. Oh, they United always States do Air that. Force. Yeah. 
like and, any, anytime yeah, like, that Air Force is anything, it's like join the army. Um, yeah, or you know, it, it's like it's like that Simpsons episode where they sing the song backwards. You find that in the eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway, I digress. Okay, so here's my big issue, and this well, all right, rather here is the biggest issue I took at the time, and this is why I'm glad that we're talking about this now because this bumps the movie up in my opinion because this was the thing. I felt the scrolls were very wasted in this movie. And, you know, so much of the hype train, aside from the fact that we're getting, you know, Captain Marvel, she's going to be a major powerhouse with a lot of, you know, the bigger heroes probably taking a bow at the end of Endgame. You know, we, we need kind of some big power coming in and, you know, with one captain out, we need a new captain in, so to speak. And so we'll, we'll have kind of that new cap uh, and, and uh, theoretically in the mix, although I'm not so sure given the fact that she's going to spend most of her time in space, which by the way, I would have been fine with this if, if this was an entire cosmic, you know, space story. Uh, all right. So here's the deal. Scrolls. Scrolls in the comics are a big deal. There's yes. this big storyline, secret invasion, but even before that scrolls have been a major deal. In fact, scrolls uh, were theoretically unavailable to Marvel and would have been, you know, larger villains. And in fact, the Chitari were kind of a, a stand-in for the Skrulls. Yeah, it, it's same thing with the Kree. Like the uh, the Chitari were stand-in for Skrulls, and the Kree um, were uh, pseudo replacements. Kind of, you know, same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the the big warlike races, you know, like it's supposed to be like the Skrulls are kind of like that. That's not to say that the Skrulls have never been good or had good guys. You know, no, fight with the you got guys. like Hulkling. There's, there's, there's definitely been you know exceptions to the rule, but for the for right. the most part, this felt a lot like you know you mentioned Kingsley earlier, his Mandarin, and the way in which we go, we get excited about a villain and like, oh my goodness, this is gonna be scrolls. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be the Mandarin, and it's like surprise, they're not the villain, and you were really hyped for something that's not gonna ever happen. And that's how I felt walking out because I was like, ah, Secret Invasion, they could have had so much fun with that. And and now the scrolls are kind of jokes. And I don't know how I feel about that. I don't I wouldn't say they're jokes. That's how I felt at the time. I felt like the scrolls were jokes like, you know, like, oh, he looks funny, but he acts, you know, silly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I that No. That's how I felt. I'm just I'm speaking speaking from the heart, man. Speaking from the I mean, heart. That's the, you're 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 extrapolating the personality of one scroll and applying it to their entire race. Yeah, but that's what you have to do in this situation. Like that's the way they kind of left things with the scrolls. Is is you know they're they're you know all right fine, but their their main scroll is a really silly dude. The refugees, they're good guys. They just need you know they just need your help. They just need your love. And that's like well, that's not the scrolls. That's not the scrolls I wanted to see. And but it can be. Well, that's the thing. And that's why today I'm glad that we're talking about this and kind of rethinking this process, because, again, mentioned this spoilers for Spider-Man at the end of Far From Home, you know, the you'd get the reveal that the entire time that you thought you were with Nick Fury, you were actually with the scrolls. Yeah. And we get we get flash up to space where we see Nick Fury chilling out in space with a ton of scrolls. And so now it's like, okay, this is the secret invasion type of feel, you know, the discussion about like, well, wait, wait maybe in some of the movies we didn't see Nick Fury. Maybe we saw a scroll standing then or, or Maria Hill. Has she ever actually fully existed or has she been a scroll this entire time? Like, that's why I urge you to go back and watch Captain Marvel, because there are hints all over the place and it's wonderful. Okay. You're going to have to point this out to me. Where are there hints? Okay. So for, for, for starters, Maria Hill 
Scroll Marita Hill calls Fury Nick. You're not saying go back and rewatch Captain oh, Marvel. Oh, no, 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 no. Because, no, no. yeah, that idea didn't. Yeah. So the whole time in Spider-Man Far From Home, I'm sitting there saying there's something weird about Nick Fury and I can't put my finger on it. And I didn't know what it was. And I was like, is it PTSD from like, you know, uh, uh, Thanos and all this kind of stuff. And at the end, I was like, I knew there's something wrong. I knew that wasn't Nick Fury. And I felt so vindicated by it. Um, but yeah, like that, that, that is this, this, this idea that there are scrolls out there now and we could have a secret invasion i think is is totally possible because you know they were refugees they they were they were hunted by the kree there there is no doubt in my mind that there could be a violent faction of uh of uh scrolls who have broken off from this peaceful faction to go in there and want to wreak havoc and and how that would be great for a a secret invasion i agree and i'm that i'm that is where i hope that they are leading things and so that, that appears to be the case it's back on the table but that was not the feeling i was left with at the end of captain marvel but so in my in many respects i feel like the cookie the the coda at the end of spider-man almost redeemed captain marvel from that <laughs> standpoint in terms of or specifically the scrolls which was such, such an integral plot line in this movie so it, it it i feel much better about captain marvel now than what i did then but i still kind of put it in that ant-man portion because i found it relatively boring i did not I don't, I, I, I have a feeling that the character is going to get better. We've already seen, you know, I thought that she was really well utilized in Endgame. Um, I think that she's a great cosmic character. And so I'm really hopeful that we see more of kind of like what's going on with the Kree and what's going on. You know, maybe we will get a return of the Kree scroll war that is going to come to earth. And so I, I think there's a lot of ways that could take her character. Here's the other thing. I was not a big fan of how Maria Rambeau was kind of like, like put off to the side and yay, there's Monica and hooray, but she's just kind of like, what you're doing this. Oh, okay. That's great. Like, I don't know. She didn't seem to have much agency in the film other than being there and being Monica's mom and piloting a spaceship. I don't know. Like I think, I think that's her superpowers that she can pilot anything. Cause you know, going from fighter pilots to spaceships, like, Hey man, and, them's, them's is movie rules. You fly one thing, you can fly it all. <laughs> I guess, I guess I, I was impressed by that. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that much. So like, yeah, uh, that's her superpower for sure. It's, it's, yeah. it's flying stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Monica, you know, I did like how Monica was like, like super excited about everything. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, had some, a hand in designing the Captain Marvel suit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that was cute. All right. Well, she's, she's old enough now, despite the fact that, you know, we haven't seen her in the main MCU beyond just being a kid in the nineties. So hopefully we will see her taking on the mantle uh, uh, in the next film. I hope. No, Brie Larson's got a contract. I'm sure. Yeah, that doesn't mean you can't have another Captain Marvel. You're going to have... What if she's Nova? Just for some weird reason. <laughs> oh, um, well, considering Nova Corps got, like, thrashed. Oh, do you think that Nova Corps is going to show up in the next Captain Marvel? They could do so much stuff better this, than this, what we this, got this in this stupid yeah. movie. I, I'm, so, I shouldn't have called it stupid, but I'm, I, it just really <laughs> makes me upset. I had such high hopes for this movie, Bell. I, I like know, I, I, This is the opposite of the other Captain Marvel. I went into Shazam with very low expectations. Like I was not excited for that movie. And then I saw it and I was delighted. I was very excited for Captain Marvel and the Kree and the scrolls. And then I walk out of it thinking like, what did I just see? You totally took away the excitement of the scrolls. You haven't told me anything about who this character is. I don't feel like I know anything. And then you threw in the Tesseract because we have to like the Tesseract feels very shoved in to me. Like, yeah. Anyway, I, Why was a I Tesseract there. We don't need a Tesseract. The cat was fine. Anyway. 
I don't know. I guess it's there. Well, that's how she got her powers was from the Tesseract. So. No, that, that that's not right. She got her powers from the, the other thing. Which was powered by the Tesseract. That's her powers come from the Tesseract. No, they don't. Yes, they do. That, 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 no, 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 no. That does not make any sense whatsoever. What powered the ship that they were in? The Tesseract. But energy from the Tesseract does not mean that you're powered by the Tesseract. Well, we saw those. Um, although, you know what? That, it is interesting because we did see. I'll just say this. Her powers are derived from the Tesseract in, the, in a similar or the same kind of way that Scarlet Witch's powers are derived from the Mind Stone. But yeah, but her powers aren't direct. I think that we're going to get a major retcon, by the way, for Scarlet Witch. Uh, I don't think so. I think she's going to be a mutant. And so it's possible that they that te- like doing experimentation on the on the Mind Stone probably like helped unlock her X gene or whatever. But I think she's she's going to be a mutant and we're going to get like a House of M. Uh, that's my wild prediction all right all right all right so all this spider-man we got to talk about this real quick we're going to shove this in here at the very tail end although let me go ahead and just say uh captain marvel i give it a two gave it a two i I, you know i enjoyed it i don't think it was as good as some of the other ones i was disappointed by some of the decisions that they made with the scrolls but i i I, you know i saw it coming with you know when they had uh, the the kree introduced and the chitari and like they didn't have the rights to the scrolls so i kind of saw them doing something like that but overall i enjoyed what they did with them uh, I, I wasn't too convinced or happy with how they did the characterization of Captain Marvel, but overall, yeah. I liked the character. Um, I I enjoyed the movie. I'm going to give it a uh, 3.5. Yeah. All right. I mean, like like I said, for me, it's in the same bucket in the way that I see I, uh, uh, rather Ant-Man. You are so Ant- wrong about Ant-Man. Hang Ant-Man on. Just let me, let me flesh it out. No. Let me flesh it out. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I I don't agree with the, the the decisions they took with the characters. You know, I don't think that I, the villains in particular really bummed me out, but I will say that I, I don't know, maybe 2.5, maybe three, maybe it's passing now because the scrolls are actually back in the picture. It's just, I'm not, I probably won't see it again. I'm hoping for a, a solid sequel though, man. I I've, I've watched it twice since, uh, since I bought it on Blu-ray. Good for you. Good for you. All right. Um, there is that. All right. Last, last little bit. We got to throw this in here before, uh, before the end. Uh, okay. So Spider-Man has bring me pictures of Spider-Man. No, he's in another universe. (laughs) Spider-Man's leave the MCU. Maybe, uh, maybe not. It's probably all just a hardcore negotiation tactic on Marvel's part. We'll find out bell. Um, why why they do this to us <laughs> like why, why would they it's it's gotta be negotiation tactics like i think sony that, that's the thing is that venom made money i'm not saying that venom was good sony I, is being stupid they they're being venom made stupid. money and into the spider-verse was a surprise hit out of nowhere and now they got the little confidence up because they're like oh and we just did spider-man movies a billion blah 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 like as if it that that's not your money that's in-game money Okay, it was a great film. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. The Mysterio was wonderful. Like, I, I love that movie. But let's be honest. That is not Spider-Man money that you saw. That is in-game money going to Spider-Man. Yeah. And so, like, Sony, get your head out of your whatever. Because the reality is, is, if you take this deal, you will lose money. You think they, they are. They, you, sometimes you have to give stuff up to gain more. All right. It's, it's, it's an investment, okay? Like, it's, you got a sweet, sweet deal. You would not have made this money, Sony, over the last several years here, if not for this deal that you did with Marvel. And it, what is wrong with you? 
just give them a larger slice of the pie. Look, they're asking for 50. You know what I think about that? I think that's insanely fair. The fact that Sony didn't even come back with a counter offer says where they're at and they're idiots. And so I think Marvel probably leaking this information to Deadline or, or I think it was Deadline that, that um, uh, ran with it is a really, really solid move. And I think that everybody that's frustrated about this has already been outpouring and should continue to outpour. And I will go ahead and say right here and now, Bell, that if Sony doesn't get this right, I don't care. And I hate to do this because I love Tom Holland and I think they're still keeping Tom Holland with Sony. I will not go see the the, the Sony Spider-Man movie. Uh, I, I certainly won't go see it opening weekend. Um, and if Sony's stock numbers are any indication of the an investor's hope in Sony and making a good Spider-Man film, this decision will be reversed very quickly. They dropped. It better be. I can't tell you how many points. I don't remember how many, but it was a it was a steep drop after this news uh, came out. And uh, yeah, so so uh, investors called Sony's bluff immediately. Uh, Into the Spider Verse was lightning in a bottle, and it was fantastic. And as long as they keep that same creative team, uh, like Phil Miller and Chris Lord, and they let them do what they want to do, I feel like they can have a successful franchise with that. Venom was was a so bad it's good movie um i mean it was (laughs) no it was a so bad it's good movie and and Mm. like it was fun and it was stupid but it was fun right and i enjoyed it and 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 like i yeah i i thought like you know it was one of the (laughs) just it was it was so ridiculous and so dumb um and and if they had just like gone a little bit more in on the dumb and like like with the venom talking to him and stuff like that like, like all those all those kinds of goofy things and just like amplified the goofy things i think it would have been a good movie not a so bad it's good movie if, if you, you know what th- this this needs to be sony's counter offer say like look we're not going to give you 50 percent, but we will give you 30 percent, and we will throw back in miles and and eddie like, like we'll give you access to more Spider-Man characters. They will not to put in the MC miles with the success of into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I would love to see him. I want him MCU miles, man. I, I want an MCU do. miles and I'm uh, look. All right, fine. How about Sony keeps a hundred percent of the, uh, the, the animated into the Spider-Verse stuff and all the live action is 50, 50. And Marvel gets back all the live action characters and Sony gets, you know, basically the exact same deal they have right now with the properties they have that actually work. I don't and know. then we get a Venom in, in the MCU. Um, I just don't think we need a Venom in the MCU. We might not. But my point is that like there is you, I'm trying to display negotiation here. The fact that the compromise can be made. The fact that there's more on the table than just money. Like, yeah. <sighs> Sony, you are looking like the bad guys because you are. Get this right. Give Disney everything as we are all doing. What am I saying? (laughs) It's a weird... 2019 is weird. 2019 is very, very weird. Look, here's the deal. Sony has two very lucrative Spider-Man properties right now, and that is Into the Spider-Verse and Venom. Um, They uh, saw that, and that gave them a little bravado and the fact that they thought that now they have a, a, a place to argue from. The fact of the matter is the only reason Spider-Man has been successful since, uh, well, since, since uh, Sam Raimi's first movie uh, is, is because Marvel's uh, Marvel's take on the character and Marvel's production and Marvel's uh, Kevin exactly. Feige and all this kind of stuff. And so uh, the fact of the matter is, I don't think that Sony 
is going to cut that deal off. I think Sony has failed three to four times already with Spider-Man and they're not, they're not going to continue to fail. Like they're not going to be able to pull Tom Holland into the Venom universe and make it work because Tom Holland is linked to the MCU. If all of a sudden they just like, you know, they take out Happy yeah. Hogan, they take out the Iron Man, like, you know, building like which I thought was a great moment in Far From Home when he is no longer Iron Man's protege. Like, yeah, he's using Iron Man tech to build his suit, but he's building it. You know, that's that's the difference. Right. Yeah. And and uh, all of those kinds of things are important for Spider-Man. And you, you can't just pull Tom Holland into your universe and, and just because Marvel's not going to give you any of that. Marvel's not going to let you do that. So. No, yeah, they can. They, I mean, it's Tom Holland. Sony's keeping Tom Holland. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so pulling Tom Holland into the same universe as Venom just not going to work. It's going to be weird. Yes. And I think it's never going to happen. I think that's the thing. I don't want to tell. I don't want to spend too much more time on this because honestly, I think by the time that you and I are on mic again, there'll be an announcement that they they reached it. Yeah. This 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 was a complete negotiating tactic and nothing more. And I think Sony has just shown their butt and they. are gonna not get on the best end of this because i mean their yeah. stock dropped you know that's that and 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 freaking uh disney has all the money in the world and like it's just yeah it's just not gonna happen all right well there you go there's a little uh, additional marvel talk in a marvelous episode here with captain marvel captain marvel and uh marvel and sony's deals um an interesting uh very different episode of panel to screen we'd love to hear your thoughts head over to uh uh uh, you know, facebook.com slash panel to screen for all the latest and greatest there. Also, uh, shouts out, by the way, to our patrons who have uh, are responsible for this episode even happening in the first place. If you've been enjoying this content over the break, uh, it is in direct thanks to our patrons. And we would love for you to be one. Head over to patreon.com slash TV talk. Get yourself some extra goodies like being part of our discord and all kinds of great stuff. And hey, by the way, TV talk.fm, Great podcast there like this one and more. Uh, again, that's TV talk.fm. Um, you can also follow us on the Twitters. I'm at the real Bo York. Bell is at ring that bell. I spell my name B E A U. He spells his name B E A L L. We make it complicated because that's the way our parents made us. And until next time, guys, have a marvelous weekend. And for me, for Bell, and for Bell's mom, hi mom. Have a marvelous weekend. Twice. <laughs>